0: These two Habs fans decided to come up to us, f- friendly at first, make small talk, and then eventually they popped the question of, can we have, what's in the bag? It's not juice, so <laughs> they said, give us, give us your bag first. And our bases, the- he takes up the six pack, hands them the empty plastic bag, and at that point they're like, give us the f-. So right off the bat, that was a great start to the show. <laughs> it was it was a
1: Welcome back to another episode of banecdotes one of Ontario's only podcasts holding it down for the underground, trying to showcase all sorts of heavy acts such as metal, screamo, punk, and alternative stuff. And I bring some of those musicians onto the show and have them tell some of the wildest stories they have from being in a band, whether it be on the road or in the studio, anything in between of that sort. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, rating, reviewing in any of the podcast apps that you're listening to, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Apple, Google app, Stitcher, any of that sort. Make sure you're giving us a review, liking us, commenting, giving us the thumbs up. A little goes a long way, and I like to see some of those numbers. And like I say, I don't make any money off these podcasts, so if you want to spread the word of this podcast, make sure you show a friend of yours or something some of the new music that you hear because the whole point of this podcast is to showcase all the fruitful and entertaining Music that's coming out of Ontario. Because there's lots of it. There's lots of cool bands coming out of Ontario. This week, my sponsor is Toasty's Toasted Bread. Now, i got to ask you a question. Do you have enough time in the morning to toast your bread when you're making breakfast? I don't. When I'm cooking bacon or eggs, I often forget about toasting my bread entirely until it's too late. So, you can check out Toasty's Toasted Bread. This is pre-toasted bread. Yes, that's right. And they come in these biodegradable packages that are really good for the environment, and you can get all sorts of different kind of toast levels of your bread. You know, you can get the you know light, light toasted bread, or for the people who really like burnt toast, you could get the black toasted bread. Uh, Toasties Toasted Bread just makes it super simple and breakfast simple. Breakfast is a simple uh, meal, so it, uh, it should be easy to make and easy on you. So Toasties Toasted Bread does that. So make sure you go to toastiestoastedbread.com slash banecdotes. B-A-N-D-E-C-D-O-T-E-S and use the promo code FIL, whether it's one or two L's, doesn't matter, both will work and you can get 20% off of your shipment of Toasty's Toasted Bread. They're a great company, I, you know, I use them every morning. I, I used it this morning. Toasty's Toasted Bread is the best toasted bread on the market. It's the only toasted bread on the market, in fact. So, get yours today. <laughs> this week, my guest is... Tiago, and he is the guitarist of a rad instrumental band from Ottawa called Skybound. August 6th, Friday, August 6th, they have a new record coming out, Cerebral Fountain. He was such a blast to talk to. Uh, I had never met him before. He reached out to the Banecdotes page and uh, wanted to be on the podcast. He mentions in the podcast that he's a huge, you know, podcast nerds and listens to all sorts of different shows. So I think naturally he just wanted to be on a podcast. And we had such a good time. He was such a good speaker. We had, you know, had such a good conversation with him and, uh Yeah, I'm really excited for you guys to hear the new record. It's not out just yet, but he gave me a sneak peek of it. I was pretty honored to be hearing that, but it's really rad. So I'll play an old tune of theirs, and then maybe a couple new tunes throughout the show. But this song is called Galaxies, and it's off their EP that they released last year called Pink Cloud Summer. And here it is, here on Banecdotes. Hey, Tiago, nice to finally meet you, uh, even if it isn't digitally and not in person. How's your day going?
0: You know, it's going great, Phil. How uh, how have you been lately? <laughs> Can't
1: complain. Keeping on the go, you know, balancing the whole uh, podcast life and uh, work, uh, you know, social I mean, thing, but, it, but it's going well. I love the t-shirt, by the way, the Squidward.
0: Um, you need to have your memes on point. And some, <laughs> something that you you come to realize is that you start caring less and less about how cool you look <laughs> and more like how cool the joke is to you. That's just right? it. Oh, my God. I can't. And, 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 and the great thing about these things are people that get it will notice it on the street and you have these little interactions and they're just there. They brighten up your day
1: Totally, yeah, I could relate. I'm wearing a,
0: a, a parrot shorts. I don't know. If oh, like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Those, just like those the, are essential. It's like nice to
1: have them. fun. I've let the listeners know what you do, but tell us in your words the role in the Ontario heavy community.
0: Um, pertaining to Skybounder myself. <laughs>
1: just uh, you know, all all the plates that you spin.
0: Um. Okay. So. I have been involved in the Ontario scene for quite some years now. I started around 2011-2012. As anyone does, they start a band out of high school and quickly realize, all right, this is what not to do. So you slowly, you know, have various permutations of bands and styles that, you know, have varying degrees of success. And I don't know, I found myself in, in a band now for the past, I would say, four years. Um, that has been the most stable and the most uh, um, prosperous out of all of them. So, I mean, I would characterize myself primarily as a guitarist. I I work with a couple different artists um, as far as like um, production and um, assistance of of songwriting stuff, but it's primarily my own stuff. Go to shows. I used to book shows more, but you know, as, as things change now, that's pretty uh pretty difficult to come by now so um it's it's a, a kind of a man of many hats thing but i mean once again it, it's the local scene so nothing takes up a crazy crazy amount of time
1: that's just it yeah uh so and today we're talking about skybound uh and i just got finished listening to the record i had the pleasure of listening to it I don't, it's it's not out yet right it's you, you just released a no. single yes
0: yeah um, so um, it comes out on the 6th of August, and our idea was to kind of withhold it as long as we can <laughs> to not give that long drawn out, hey, it's coming out, but it's coming out in six months or something. So, yeah, it's um, it's new. It hasn't been released yet, so you got a little sneak peek of it, but uh, yeah.
1: The best way I could describe the record, I'll be entirely honest. It's yeah. a gorgeous record. It's so beautiful. It's there's um, and 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 uh, I'm I'm not one to find myself actually listening to a whole lot of instrumental music. I do in passing. I have done it occasionally. It's not something I do on a regular basis. I certainly right. love it, um, but you're certainly uh, like on par with like what the intervals, the the animals as leaders. Like it, it's gorgeous music. Uh, what was it? The the one song I re- there was a, there was a handful of songs I really enjoyed. Ghosts in the Alps. Is that was that what it is?
0: Yeah. Ghosts in yeah. the Alps. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, gorgeous, gorgeous song. Uh, now, now, you. when when you write, now maybe this is just the <laughs> this is the I play in a band. I'm a vocalist myself. Now maybe this right. is just the ego in me speaking. But how I can't imagine the diff like writing instrumental music. This is something that I've never ever considered ever doing. I do play drums on my own time, but that's just kind of for fun how how do How do you create instrumental music? It blows my mind. Yeah. I, I just finished okay. listening to the record and it's absolutely gorgeous. All the melodies you do tell us
0: okay so um it, it is kind of an abstract notion to create a um a record without vocals because a lot of what we identify uh, at least in modern music is with the words, so you've got to kind of create this um, less than obvious way of trying to have these things come across. Now, everyone's approach is going to be different. Um, Some people write very riff-based, some people write very emotionally. For me, it very much is um, a very vocal approach. Our our approach is, is trying to strip all the extra unnecessary elements of what a melody could represent and boiling it down to its most essential, this is what people are going to remember. And I think the shift away from, I'm not going to call it modern prog tropes, but having these certain things that you have to hit in a song, disregarding those things and putting a complete focus on, is this a catchy, enjoyable thing to listen to, is at the top of our list, 99 times out of 100. So the way that these things come come to fruition i mean you know it'll it'll appear on a, on a walker in the shower at 2 a.m so it's just these things are are frustratingly unreliable and you know you'll come up with a song in you know 20 minutes sometimes or you'll wrestle with an idea for for months so it it very much is a, a case-to-case basis however for ghost in the alps that was one that it very much kind of wrote itself in the sense where the melodies come naturally and Um, I mean, you just approach it as if that guitar or keyboard or anything that is the focal point, you are acting as if that is the melody that a vocal would be doing. And as soon as you remove the, it's a guitar solo approach away from that, you can now open yourself up to a wide variety of options that you can do with that. You can have, um... melodic lines doubling each other or you can um, zero in on once again one certain melody it's it's hard to describe because these these things are so esoteric Um, but I I think that really comes down to uh, an emphasis on um, the songs being memorable and the ability to remember um, entire moments as opposed to just it's a flurry of guitar notes right Mm-hmm. And you know what 's so interesting about instrumental music this is
1: a moment that uh that struck me while I was listening to the record is it 's not necessarily you know because the vocals are removed you 're not necessarily driven with a linear destination you don 't have that the, those vocals to give a point or driven across whether whether it 's metaphoric whether it even is an artsy form you don't have those things necessarily distract you from like, like you necessarily are honed in on the vocals, and, and and something that I actually came across while listening to your record was I actually had uh, almost an evo- um, emotional. You, your mind can go anywhere. Your you, your brain can take that song, and you can have an emotional thought about it. And and, uh, right. and and now all of a sudden, this emotional thought that you're having is tied with music. And uh, and uh, so, so it's very interesting. I had that moment. Uh, yeah, while I was listening to your record. So. Yeah, super, super cool stuff. Um, So Skybound's been very busy over the pandemic, like we've been talking about. You guys released Pink Cloud in the summer of last year, all the while while working on uh, Cerebral Fountain. Uh, Skybound is also... Uh, released a short documentary that you can find on the YouTube that follows you guys through the recording process. Definitely go check it out. But tell me how, how was it being in front of a camera during that process? Cause I can't imagine uh, being your most vulnerable state. Like, like even, even now when we, when I'm doing the podcast, yeah. I can't always be my most vulnerable state that I can that, be. Right.
0: That, that's understandable. Yeah. I, I think that when it comes down to it, what you see on a camera is not always, like the representative of those most vulnerable states for me i'm never going to create the identity of a song or like that core melody those are things that i have to get in touch with or whoever's writing it our keyboardist michael will write some some melodies as well but those are things that whether it be a producer or somebody standing over your shoulder those are tough to to generate out of thin air so those those heavy lifting um parts of a record generally don't get seen because those are usually moments that you know you have to, to divide your unfiltered attention. But um it is uncomfortable. <laughs> you just get used you just you just get used to it and when it is when it is your friends um filming it's it's not as as uncomfortable as, as a stranger. Um but once again, you know, just, you're just reminded not to look at the camera and you're just reminded <laughs> Do your thing and pretending and pretend it's not there so those things just you know it takes takes a little bit of getting used to but I uh, know I think this year just as far as um the scope of things it's been a lot of you know we have our nose buried in in the in the soil and quietly working away so it's kind of this paradox where bands are busy but it doesn't look like they're busy doing a lot because they're whether they're preparing stuff or, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a complicated uh, year of getting lots of stuff done and um, biting our tongue and being patient.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And and another thing that's uh, interesting about putting the documentary out is, Whereas, because you don't have those vocals, sometimes vocals can blend in the music, or they can really charismatically show how a uh, vocalist would kind of be outside of the music. But where yeah. we, when you have your documentary, you really get to know you. Like I, I watched a bit of it, and you really get to know you folks. Like, uh, yeah. which which is which is really interesting idea. I, I really thought that was a a good play on you guys. Great.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we actually have a the the second part of that that'll that'll be coming out uh, this summer in succession with the album so that'll that'll kind of complete that but no it's uh, I appreciate that it's uh, it's something where you you watch all the Rush documentaries and all the yeah you know, all your favorite bands and they're yeah. they're playing Radio City Music Hall and all that stuff so, oh, we'll do that one day but you know we have our our, our little version and you know slow trajectory right? well
1: i mean where we're at with like even the technology these days you get friggin cameras on your phones you can make things i mean i'm not saying that your thing was shot on a camera on a phone but the it was of-
0: some of it was oh yeah. so, <laughs> it so, looks great it looks great and and it's part of that so yeah no i mean you have lady gaga making music videos on a new iphone like the tech is there now
1: yeah so um, so, um and, and and necessarily you know we're not playing uh you know CBGBs, but like uh, the 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 idea that is like well, we're creating the history with our technology right now is definitely something that we'll be able to look back on and and uh, hopefully you know five ten years from now we're we're uh, creating a footprint of some sort that is impressionable and we can influence on
0: exactly and I mean at the very at the very core of it I think. Um, I'm a big podcast person, so I've been ingesting tons of, of people uh, from your, you know, like Misha from Peripheries and all those people that have a very, very realistic and um, quite frankly pragmatic way of looking at the, the music industry where it's like, it's everybody here wants it. That is, that is the, the the standard. So that's just your ticket to get in the door. And so it's everything else that you do that that'll differentiate from that. So I think that having having very realistic goals for us where it's like we're not gonna like try to get our music on a fashion commercial yeah. or anything <laughs> else. Like you're, it's, you know you know what is realistic for what you're doing and you scale it up a little bit every time and it, it's it's a comfortable. It's a comfortable growing process in which you're able to handle everything, and I think that has been the key for a lot of bands. You just keep going, and you just continue doing things, and and I, I think that's very productive. So for sure. And uh, sorry, I meant to mention this at the beginning, but Skybound, yeah. you guys are a three piece, right? We so 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 here. So the the truth is that it's it's I would say three core members. We were a four piece uh, for a number of years, and. At the beginning of lockdown, we went through a couple of lineup changes. So we have Randy from Salem Trials yeah. as our as our second guitarist now. He'll be helping us out live as, as we need, which is gonna be incredible. He's an amazing guitarist and a great homie. And then also Michael Henley who did Um, he acted more of on a, a session level per se on Pink Cloud Summer but since we've kind of brought him into the fold we have a we have an arrangement with him he's our friend from high school you know played in high school bands together and he went off to university in Toronto so he's a jazz kid he does all the orchestra and synth and all that kind of arrangement stuff so he's doing all the live trumpet and the choir stuff so that that comes from toronto so he he is kind of our our little secret weapon that we'll bring out whenever we have a tours and videos and everything but it's once again with covid it's tough to to get him here so we can't yeah. we haven't seen him since last year in, in in the flesh so it's a complicated time but we got we have five key members now that that were were kind of poised to, to move forward with. yeah so it's it's complicated it's uh a lot of people but it's, it's gonna be fun the who
1: Everybody who played on the record is a fantastic musician, like friggin' like yourself, like you're, you're such a good guitarist. And actually that kind of leads into my next question. You're, you're, you're such a good guitarist. What got you started playing guitar? How long have you been playing guitar and in bands for? And what were some of your first projects?
0: So I got started on... I'm not sure if it was a broom or a tennis racket, but it was definitely one of those inanimate objects. Was, <laughs> I, was, I, was in, I was in grade two, and I remember my dad played Rush live at Pink Pop. He had okay. done a DVD recording, like a taping, because he, he used to tape back on those DVD cassette boxes those things he doesn't go copy things um, and he over overrode on it after so i was super disappointed but um it was spirit of the radio and you've yep. got that intro and that just blows grade two me out of out of ottawa so it was just from there mimicking along and then playing with the thumb on on you know a cheap acoustic and then eventually you know grade five grade six getting my own electric which i actually still own and and restored to a a certain certain extent um and then honestly it's just you know discovering bands as you go being being a a a kid in you know grade seven grade eight in 2010 everyone's listening to kesha everyone's listening to lady gaga and akon and all this type of stuff so (laughs) being being the kid in, um, in computer class, listening to "All That Remains" is, is not exactly. This. <laughs> uh, I I remember when "Over Overcome" dropped, and I was like, oh, this is... <laughs> so yeah, no, it's just um, you know discovering things um, through Guitar World magazines, and then you know being afraid to look up the word "slipknot" on the computer, <laughs> being scared, being scared to type it out because they look scary on yeah. all those those magazine covers. I will always remember that Jim Root advert. For his uh, orange rock rockverb uh, um, amp, and he was standing on it, and he's got that jumpsuit on, and he he has like <laughs> scary barn. Just finished watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I was like, this is the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> Could be from the same field, but no, it's it's all. It, it a lot of it was synonymous with. This is not allowed. It's metal. It's. <laughs> and then as you get older. It's more allowed. Your parents relax a little bit, but yeah, it's it's a a huge grouping of metal and a lot of non-metal and a lot of movie score stuff that has that has trickled in, and honestly, just like a lot of seventies <laughs> and sixties, and just getting back to what are the classic writing tropes that are tried and true and trying to apply that to proc is (laughs) is has kind of been this end goal where like like you were saying um previous projects okay so i i started a band in high school called holographic paradise and that was i would say like heavier coheed and cambria type stuff but okay very very haphazard as as a a grade 10 um, band right Right. um and and then and then from there you know trying female-fronted bands trying you know more indie rock bands trying heavier bands it's just you know the the formula you you may you may get it a little better every time but you're, you're not gonna gonna find the the right individuals until you know okay these people are on the same page as me yeah they they view it in the same way where it's like we enjoy doing this with our time simply because it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so that every, everything else, everything else that comes with a band that may be stressful is, is manageable. Right. So no, it's uh, it, a long winded response to say it, it's kind of everything minus country. Never got into country. No, no, not a
1: country guy. Mm-hmm.
0: Not a country guy.
1: So. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, that, that's super cool. And then you've mentioned Rush a couple times
0: it's it's a it's a constant alex yeah. lifeson is he's a tricky little player i mean he doesn't get <laughs> he doesn't get the, the the credit that he deserves um, i agree the wider credit at least i mean you know you have people in, in the, the rock and and that kind of community that obviously know what a talent he is but in the greater ethos i don't think people give him Enough credit for being mm-hmm. one guitarist mm-hmm. in that band and doing all of that. Yeah. Whether it be whether it be his his soloing, mm-hmm. his the the way that his his chords will fill up the entire song.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. i was
1: just just gonna say you know yeah rush uh like in general just really knows how to do that and yeah that blows my like that they're it always blows my mind that there are three pieces even when they're on in the the radio and i i could look over to my wife and be like this is a three piece like like this is crazy this this is that shouldn't (laughs) be like that but like listen to this this is how it it is
0: it sounds like a band of five people it really does yeah it um it and I, I think the thing that they've they've really nailed, and I've hard pressed to find a band that's done it as well. Um, perhaps Steely Dan to an extent, but th- that's kind of a different uh, different side of music. But is to be able to make complex songs that everyone can just groove to and not even realize that it's a prog song. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, I mean. Tom Sawyer is not a difficult song to follow along to, but, and then you, you unveil underneath and it's all of this rich melodic content. The drumming is off the charts. Yeah. All the drumming. And, and I mean, you go to even their more synthy stuff in the eighties, which I'm a fan of same thing you hear this this seemingly kind of you know it's it's more of a poppy song and you unveil it and this this awkward african offbeat drum thing that's just like how is he doing that yeah it's 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 very impressive and i think that a lot of what we take from them not so much like music um in an auditory sense but the philosophy of being able to mold a song that may be complex and have someone that has never listened to prog or never listened to complex like arrangements and oh i can listen to that no problem they don't even realize it they don't realize it's happening they don't know a a key change has happened or a time signature change has happened but it's done so so well right so yeah no that's that's something that we've, we've put a lot of a lot of stress on actually
1: something that's been really interesting about uh rush growing up with is my um uh Neil Pert used to he, had, he used to have a house in Saint Catharines. Oh really? So, wow. Yeah yeah oh yeah. So we a mansion, fucking huge mansion. I'm not he obviously he went through some tough times near the end of his life. So I don't even know if he was necessarily even living it by the time that we were driving by it. But like oh, uh, Lakeside Park is like where uh, Port Daluzi is. It's like that's right in my backyard. Like so. That's so incredible. yeah, there's a lot of really cool yeah. stuff about uh, Russia yeah. that like my and dad would tell me just growing up. So. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> I love that you brought Russia
0: yeah i mean like so many of those old records are literally just uh, i remember listening to them in, in the car driving to toronto when i'm like six years old or whatever like it, it's just it, a lot of a lot of those those warmer tones you mentioned lakeside park that's a fave and uh, yeah a, a lot off of 2112 just kind of has a special place uh for me it, it's it's just something about about you know it's not quad tracked guitars and it's not 70 layers of this it's just they they did it and they got it right and they just did it until they got it right and th- those those type of uh performances i'm like wow that's like that's one take or that's yeah. it's just so impressive and it's just yeah it, it, i i can't say enough about rush <laughs>
1: absolutely cannot what have been some of your favorite ontario bands within the last year or so what's caught your attention
0: oh my goodness there are uh, and the thing about ontario is that um people will look elsewhere for a lot of really really good bands to come through but oh my goodness as far as ontario whether it be um singer songwriters pop artists um this guy named jason emmy uh, he sings in a band called Nightwell. His solo stuff is incredible. Yeah, very, um, I would say, kind of Twenty One Pilots-ish, but he's he's got a really crisp production and his voice is, is really solid. I uh, honestly, I don't tend to listen to a lot of prog or or metal, um, just on my on my off time. Mm-hmm. But as far as like bands that have really impressed me, I mean, um, there's a band from Toronto called Parliament Owls um that's fantastic yeah
1: yeah, yeah i've they heard come, that band yeah
0: they they, they come through auto weather they're, they're they're a great band um it, it's more of a pick a friend pick, pick a pick a band that's awesome because there's there's so many uh, uh friends in bearings <laughs> are 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 awesome they're hometown guys they they've really they've really put their work in and uh, they're finally seeing it pay off now. I mean, they got announced for things like Riot Fest and stuff. That, that stuff is awesome. <laughs> and that stuff, it, It's just great to see guys that, you know, grew up in, you know, Nippy and Deerfield do that, right? Yeah,
1: it's always fun. It's always fun to see your friends yeah, succeed, right? So
0: sick, yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking like, ah, oh, if I went in a more punk, punk direction, <laughs> I wonder if, if things could have been different. But here I am making weird jazzy prog, right, for, for guitarists I, on the I, internet. I, but uh, it's... Uh, now, I know speaks to you most naturally, right? So, yeah,
1: yeah. Now, I know the record hasn't dropped yet, my friend, but I'm telling you, you're going to turn some heads with that record. Absolutely.
0: Like, I, really, I really appreciate that. It's, absolutely. It's, 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 it, it's over a year of work if you really think about it. And, I mean, you know, you start your ideas well over a year in advance. So at this point with any record, you know you're you're over listening to it. I never want to listen to it again. <laughs> and on to the next thing as as everyone does. But yep. uh, you know, we uh, I think for the first time we're like 100 percent satisfied. Also having you know people that are involved that are able to give it that kind of professional sheen really helped. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean from All Buttons In uh, helped a lot with the drums. He did. He he actually had Parkway Drive at their their studio in Nipean for their latest. Oh, cool. Release yeah for reverence they i Dean and his brother George it's a brother duo um fantastic fantastic studio we've never been there, but I you mean, know, I've seen the 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 neve console on, <laughs> on the internet it looks nice and I mean you know they know drums, they know recording, so they helped a lot and then Ackle from a test act did the master and oh cool it's a that that type of final, final touch to glue everything together is, is kind of the, the icing on the cake. You, you the,
1: the saxophone, you yes. have a lovely saxophone in the record.
0: Yes. Who did that? Um, saxophone is so important to me. That's, that's the jazz. <laughs> that's the, uh, the R&B and the, uh, the, the sixties coming out there. It's, um, it's very, imp- it's very important to me. I, it, the guy from Ottawa named Angelo Leo is a criminally underrated <laughs> master of the saxophone i mean he, he's a yeah. local guy and i mean followings are are, are tough to are t- tough to amass but oh my goodness what a what a wonderful wonderful saxophone player he's he's a friend of ours and he did an incredible job we didn't give him any um like framework it's like right. please go and do your thing oh, um, So cool. a lot of a lot of the album is uh, as far as those types of flourishes and when it comes to not the the building blocks of the way that the songs are are structured a lot of those extra flourishes are to do something on the spot just try things variations for days it, it it's having that balance between okay these are well constructed songs and we can add improvisation and stuff mm-hmm. all over right so yeah saxophone um trumpet was done by michael henley our, our keyboardist um, I'm glad you like it. Yeah, uh, it. It took a while actually to get to get that decision. Mm-hmm.
1: It sounds great. Um, so you mentioned to me uh, that you do commission work for other artists and uh, and video games. How, how did you get started doing that? Is it graphic design that you're commissioning for? Is it, is it for music?
0: It's primarily music, and it happened by accident. <laughs> uh, I mean, lovely. It, 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 it's it's literally started this past within the past year and it, it it was never a conscious uh decision that i had been like planning for tons of time it was more uh a couple of different people had approached me about you know more you know pay-as-you-go freelance oh do you need this here and there and then as as certain things happen you know people approach you um and it's actually resulted in uh yeah a couple of commission works now i'm helping um this female artist named steph and she's doing like an R&B mixed with that kind of um, city jazz and pop. And it's it's a cool mix and she's got a really good voice. So it's, it's that. And then a friend of ours is involved in video game score. So I'm assisting in a DIY horror game.
1: Oh, so that's awesome.
0: So it's uh, a lot of programming, lots of MIDI and... Coming up with themes, trying stuff. The game, I can't. I actually can't talk about it a lot. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, but it is a psychological horror movie uh, mm-hmm. type type video game, and I would say slow building. Is nice. It's kind of the 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 ambiance. So yeah, it's uh. That'll be something that that kind of manifests more next year. Right. Um but you yeah, know it, it's it's been fun to kind of just uh open people's projects and and kind of tweak stuff it's it's nothing crazy formal or or established at this point but it's it's great to have a diversity yeah in in, in the ability of uh of things to to work on but also people that may have 60 percent or 70 percent of their idea and they just need someone to whether it be say yes or no to certain things or to assist with with coming up with ideas it's uh it's a uh, it's an acquired skill and, and i feel like i uh, just you know working with many bands and everything it was something that that i want to kind of wanted to try a little bit. so it's it's been a it's been a work in progress
1: that's awesome and i you know i should mention when i had the record playing uh i had a player on the the big speakers my wife came in and uh the what was it it's the the last song on the record, Owls Have...
0: Ow, owls Are Here,
1: yeah. Owls Are Here, that's what I wrote. I was going to I wrote right in the dark so. Owls Are Here. Uh, she said, uh, she she actually thought I was playing a video game. She thought that, uh, like, it was like, a, she's like, nice. like this This sounds like a like a video game, uh, like, uh, essence. So, like, I feel like you have a natural ability to kind of do that. So, like, I, I'm very forward, like, very much forward, looking forward to to hearing uh. The, the stuff that you're doing for the, for the cool. video game. That's cool. super cool. Thank you. What what are your summary of favorite uh, video game soundtracks?
0: Oh, man. We can have this discussion for days. I mean, <laughs> any, any, anything Final Fantasy is going to go right to the top. Right. Um, I mean, the ability to just create themes and motifs and things that come back is just next to none. Um, things like um, various Zelda games, I pull a lot from you know, your Emeralds and Sapphires as far as uh, 8-bit and 16-bit stuff. I actually have, funny enough, this... Oh, sec DS, uh, not DS, sorry. Game Boy Advanced SP mm-hmm. that I'm going to try to figure out how to get routed to be able to run MIDI through it and get an actual 8-bit... Sound. Oh, cool! Back into my recording system. It's it's a whole process, and there's there's a whole subgenre on it. It's very strange, <laughs> but it's yeah. an effect. It's, it's an effect that I desire to. So.
1: <laughs> I Lastly, before it. we get into some anecdotes, did you watch of any of the E3 this year? Anything you get excited about?
0: You know, and, and the funny, the fun, hilarious thing about video games is that I play so few video games. No, oh, okay. That, and I, I'm so out of the loop with games where. I, I will check stuff out that uh, I'm also a very visual gamer. If things are very attention-grabbing, I will go to Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. and your story-driven games. So those are always of interest, but as far as you know, your racing and, and your 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 fighters and your your sports and everything. I'm very out of the, actually very <laughs> out of the loop on on G 3s But uh, have you seen any anything sick this year? Uh,
1: I saw like I, I really paid attention. I'm a huge Nintendo nerd. I love all the Nintendo crap. It's just like I, I I'm a sucker for it. I love playing. Uh, we have our nieces over, and it's such a good time to play all those games with them. Uh, they're coming out with like a like a Mario All Stars thing. So they're That's they're so pu- they're putting out all the they've literally it- just taken all of the old stuff and just remastering the crap of it, which makes sense. Cause the new Mario party that they put out, I'm going to nerd out a bit. The, <laughs> new, the new Mario party that uh, uh, came out uh, with the switch uh, felt like a bit of a half ass game. Uh, oh, nerd finished there wasn't enough mini games there was literally like three boards and like yeah it's really wacky uh so you compare those
0: to the old ones there's like how many games in like yeah. mario Party 4 that's <laughs> like just that? it <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah so they're so they're they're doing the the all-star version of that so that that i'm very much looking forward to and i and you know what actually you mentioned breath of the wild they did mention and show gameplay of breath of the wild too
0: yeah see, see that, that that type of stuff i mean i'm kind of going back to that video game score movie score elements and everything a, a lot of melodies come from whether it be like i said going for walks scenic stuff it is trying to put visuals of um a scenario or whether it be an animal or whatever thing yeah. into music yeah so a lot of that is synergistic, and a lot of the visuals on the record are synergistic with that. So that I think if it if there's any connection as far as video game to to our music, it's it's that. Yeah, it's, it's and that it, kind of it's, visual. Yeah, and oh, it's me. funny I that.
1: Yeah, well, it's funny that we're talking about Breath of the Wild because that I think that's that's a perfect example of a game that does that, where you walk in a, a scenario and it's do 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 and it's like like it like it knows exactly what you're doing. Like it captures oh, yeah. a, a, a really good essence.
0: Yeah, exactly. exactly.
1: Awesome. Let's get into some anecdotes, my friend. Tell me okay. some of the wildest stories from being on the road or in the studio or anything in between.
0: Okay, so I would say first off the bat that we've we've never, like this is a discover we've never toured um, on a grand scale. So this is all regional mm-hmm. um, club touring so yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 sh- the, shenanig- the shenanigans are are never to a motley crew right level right. <laughs> and i mean also considering the type of music that we play we're not exactly plug and play yeah it's not exactly the music that lends to you know amp pegs and, and falling into stage cabs right it's, right, it's, right. it's a different approach but however there has always been something with us playing in montreal and i do not know why <laughs> at least three of the shows there has been something that has been that there's, there's something that's happened and it's just this like worst case scenario situation so the first time we played in montreal was our first ever show out skybound we didn't even play an ottawa show we started off in montreal we did, okay. we did montreal toronto ottawa uh, to to kind of kick off the band in 2017 and we rolled up to this venue which the show was going to start at like 11 which is i mean i mean it's 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 not that big of a deal because it is montreal so i understand that however that is late to be opening the doors yeah
1: yeah i hate that i hate that
0: so so there's there's a um and this is with our old bassist as well this tall tall fellow named logan who used to play bass for us and we were underneath the venue because it was the second story venue you know montreal it's got these three story buildings here um there was a depener and we had purchased beer there obviously because it was <laughs> cheaper yeah and these two habs fans decided to come up to us friendly at first make small talk and then eventually they popped the question of can we have your, what's in the bag and we're like well it's not juice so <laughs> <laughs> so they're like give us all your beer
1: oh no <laughs> oh, no
0: no no they they said they said give us give us your bag first and our basis this this and this is a kid from aurelia so he's got this kind of strange sense of humor. <laughs> here <laughs> he he takes out the six-pack hands them the empty plastic bag and at that point they're like give us the fucking beer <laughs> so we're just like here this this beer is not worth anything and like i don't know if they were going to reach into their their coats i don't know what the scenario was we were just not even going to approach those types of escalations so right off the bat that was a great start to the show (laughs) it was it was a it was it was a a best case scenario well we're never getting that beer back so yeah from 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 there at that show it was it was just you know you you live and you learn with certain venues and you're like yeah let's not book there again yeah it's it's not booked. um i'm not gonna say the name of the venue but it's just you know certain, certain characters in there and um funny enough the same show we had a couple of um i'm gonna say intoxicated female fans um near the front for um, there, there was another band that we were touring with called Fathom Sound and they're I would say approaching their their 30s you know they're, they're married and their yeah. bassist he's got this ring on and they they were they wanted they wanted some of that <laughs> no matter what was ha- in the middle of the show and he's like I'm playing right now look <laughs> <Yeah>. I can't <laughs> yeah, yeah also I'm into Death Cap for Cutie is that what you want? <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's
1: just so
0: it's like I'm into sad indie, like so. You uh, know, it's just it, it's it's weird moments like that. We've had we've had birds land on on our our like a bird of prey land on a car parked right in, like across the parking lot from us while we were sleeping there, just like massive bird of prey. So just, <laughs> just tons of strange stories. Um, we like we had a. A of a place that we were going to stay fall through, and we ended up sleeping in a Walmart parking lot, which is, I mean, there's nothing special about that on tour. However, no. the, the the member that we we're we were with had never toured before, and he thought it was a better idea to sleep outside the van on the ground in a sleeping bag than be crammed in the van with us. Yeah, so we've heard this story that, a couple times. So, so that that was a strange uh, <laughs> approach. And, and, and you know, try, trying to find a hotel and just like it falling through at like 3 a.m. And
1: just, yeah, you
0: know? it, that's the just, worst. And and I mean, a, a lot of these stories, you know, you, you look back and, and obviously you can laugh at them, but like you're in these scenarios where <laughs> it's like, why am I here? I yeah. spent hundreds of dollars and I've spent, I put down thousands to get out here and there's 30 people at this show and we have no place to sleep. <laughs> so it
1: <laughs> you ever uh now when you were in Montreal, like I know you said you didn't want to mention the venue, but it didn't it didn't happen to be the Fatel, did it? No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. You ever played no, I, that?
0: I've 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 heard stories, many yeah. stories about that place, and i've 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 avoided I've avoided places like that. That yeah. Pretty, uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, and the the, the great thing about the scene is you learn about these things pretty quickly. They
1: yeah, very quickly. You
0: you know which people ought to work with pretty quickly. So, no. and um, as far as crazy stories, I mean, we had um, a show in Kingston that we're staying in, kind of like an en route to, to, you know, relieve ourselves, and um, a band that we were touring with Southpaw when they were still Southpaw.
1: Right, Southpaw. Yeah.
0: And um they thought it would be a great idea to have a they had a dildo right? <laughs> that had a uh you know those those um suction cups they had that yep. attached to their window of their van, right? <laughs> and they were tossing that from far trying to get it to stick to the window. And people are just looking at them like, what the freak is going on? Oh
1: this on? is di- this is during the day.
0: In the middle of the day, <laughs> middle of the day, and they are they're throwing them and we're hanging out by their van. And they get it to stick, and everyone's celebrating and yelling. (laughs) It's this huge hanging thing. Oh, man. It's always funny
1: that that, items like that come on tour, right? You know, it's never, like, the essentials. It's always, like, I got to bring this novelty-sized dildo so I can have some fun with the boys. And, like, when you say that, you're like, it's not like I'm not
0: (laughs) just going to have some fun. (laughs) Hey, 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 dude, why are you taking this huge cooler? Oh, by the way, I'm bringing my PS3. We're playing games in the van. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> come on.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that. Uh, talking about on what's your go-to gas station snack?
0: <sighs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so I am an absolute sucker for those aloe vera drinks. Yeah, those are like, so good. The, the The rectangle green bottles, honey, mango, <laughs> um it's great on the throat it, it, it helps yep. with and, and also it fills you up more than just a drink
1: yeah totally
0: really helpful No, so things like that i mean um in the past um diets have uh on tour have been you know um something that i wouldn't wish upon anyone
1: right right um,
0: you know let's let's try to move away from getting mcdonald's at three in the morning so uh, uh, we, we've, we've 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 definitely had had changes in in approaches now where we're, we're taking stuff out and we're, we're doing it properly but no it's it's a lot of beef jerky and it's a lot of oh <laughs> uh, yes these moon cakes look good <laughs> i'm I a sucker get for them it all yeah yeah am i getting them absolutely oh
1: absolutely absolutely yeah yeah no Ooh. Where's the best gig you guys have ever played? Now, not necessarily Skybound, but what's the best gig and where was the best gig you've ever played personally?
0: Um, I, I would say the best gigs are going to be Skybound gigs, just because I would say yeah. that the, the the gig for me is very depend like as far as the way that I feel about a show is very dependent on the music that 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 was put forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know people that. Regardless if they played well or not can whatever it was a great show. we had fun i have a I have trouble <laughs> um moving on and not moving on, but um being fully okay with a performance that that I feel like at least for myself i may I could have done considerably better, so the things are sometimes synonymous with each other, yeah, but as far as a purely enjoyable show, i mean. It's a catch twenty two because it was a benefit show for a friend that passed away. However, being able to play at the Bronson Center to hundreds of people with a full light show and a full setup was it was a good test for us to be able to like can we put put on a show of that that size for the for our our earlier lineup of the band it was good. I would have loved to do it with our our. <laughs> no, this lineup and and our our music that we feel more confident about. However, no, just having that type of large scale and room to go everywhere on the stage and and you know just having tons of people there it, that that type of thing was um, very inspiring to be able to to be able to you know play harder and and, and just enjoy it a little bit more. Um, right. As far as performance, I mean, we, we played great shows um, in front of, I mean, we actually, we played in, in Toronto at Lee's Palace, which actually they, they filmed a bit of uh, Scott Pilgrim there, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which was uh, which was cool to be like, we're not the sex bombs. <laughs> the next best thing. Um, that, that show, we had members of, of, of bigger bands show up. So the, those, those types of things are cool. And then, you know, you feel like you played great. And, and those those things are always nice yeah um, and, and little little gratifying things to you know pat yourself on the back but um as far as favorite show it would be that kind of theater thing uh, i yeah. just I, i'm i'm fiending to play bigger venues i mean For sure. uh, it's, it's yeah, i mean who doesn't right the, the the way
1: the way that skybound sounds especially with this new record deserves on uh, like like big theater friggin productions like I, you I can hear so. it you can hear it
0: I hope so. Yeah, and I, I, I think I mean we've we've never had the ability so far to tour with uh, Michael, our keyboardist. We were going to last year, but a number of things got kiboshed. So that was that was kind of a you know stick in the gut. But um, having the ability to not just have backing tracks with tons of stuff going on, having someone there actually doing that. And mm-hmm. doing the mm-hmm. trumpet and the saxophone mm-hmm. and everything. Those are things that that really um, I want to try to elevate. <laughs> and yeah. To, to kind of, to kind of it's like, there's no other bands doing that. Type no. Of right? No. And, and I, I think being able to find something that is unique and different is almost as important as how good the music is now. I really think it's just in in a sea of things that just sound and look so similar. It's like, what can you do to try to break that mold? And that's our, our, our our little attempt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's your rock star dream writer? What's the, what's the dream writer? What, What would you require in your green room? If you were the Metallica level,
0: if I was Metallica, I mean, first of all,
1: <laughs> I mean, don't pretend like you're Metallica.
0: If I was Metallica, I would have made several different production choices. <laughs> Let's say that, um, yeah. Na- namely, snares. Yeah. However, however, um, if we're talking purely food backstage, I'm I'm a massive sucker for thin crust pizza, like any oh, anything yeah. with. with Fresh produce, like um, great toppings, like uh, I love a thick Lebanese thick saucy pizza. Yeah. But just as far as like you know, appreciating everything, um, having that more you know European style, it's 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 that that is is high on the list. Goldfish are great.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, goldfish um, are great. Is there anything that I you mean, like necessarily dive for or jump for after a set?
0: I mean honestly i will go back to that aloe drink yeah it's stupid, yeah. It's stupid but it's it it is so refra- it's it's not a massive bottle right, right. um it's it's not gonna like i oh, feel like crap after yeah. the way you, you have like a bottle of sprite and you feel like a bloated yeah a balloon person right so um it's um maybe it, maybe it is a lot of changes this year just as far as like you know diet stuff I, I i i used to be like yeah throw a cop put chips yeah doritos yeah. <laughs> stuff. yeah of course of course who who, who wouldn't want that like, like right you know mozzarella sticks put um those uh those pretzels with put cheese and peanut butter i don't care like <laughs> just just go to town right yeah um no i've been i've been feeble attempts at at small life, life changes
1: fair so. enough fair enough now, have you had any gear share nightmares along the way
0: Gear share I mean, we've had guitars lost at venues. Oh no! We've had we've had um, wireless packs die mid show. Any anything that could go wrong with the show <laughs> has gone wrong. It uh, will we'll go, go wrong again. So yeah. <laughs> it's more uh, it's more like oh. Today's show went off without a hitch. Yeah, nobody nobody touch anything. <laughs> the settings worked, right? Yeah, yeah. So it, it it is more commonplace for us to, to have. All right, this pack's not working. What do we do? And it's like two <laughs> minutes before a show. So, yeah, so um, gear mishaps. They happen. We just kind of, you know, you just deal with it as much as you can. And the more humor that you kind of put across, the more the crowds can be like, yeah, sure, whatever, right? It, it happens. <laughs> people are people are human. Um, we've had a separate radio channel come through our ears mid show, and I'm like listening to I don't think a CBC, but it was like a talk show. Right, right. When I was supposed <laughs> to be hearing the click, and uh, yeah crazy that's wild nonsense i'm like i'm not listening to this radio show and <laughs> i think um oh, yeah, this, these crazy things that happen there was a band that was playing prior to us in toronto and this is another toronto show um and the venue was on the smaller side so the power wasn't the strongest and okay. their band and their band was a, a little bit more of a punk rock setup than ours like just you know, less cables and stuff, yep. and they blew the sound. Like they they <laughs> they, they shut down. Like it it they, there was like a power surge failure. Oh like, no! Oh, oh no! That's not we good. Have, we we have like a rack ton of gear that's pulling tons of power. <laughs> what the hell's gonna happen for us?
1: Yeah, yeah. What's gonna and what did happen?
0: And and, and so so actually we. This we we have a, a power conditioner in our in our rack that all of our stuff gets fed through the back and then it's one cable to an outlet. Yep. So it's got the power surge protection and it's got lots of trip wires and everything. So as far as like heat goes, it's not gonna it's not gonna overheat our system. But mm-hmm. it, it was a real concern just as yeah. far as like this venue doesn't have enough power. I don't know if it's going to be able to run our shows. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I, I've heard horror stories of um, European venues having um, decibel limits. Right, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean. Um, like uh, I was hearing about uh, like an architects in North Lane tour, and they were doing the, their sound check, and the guy from Northlane's going up to sound check his drums, and the promoters like, "Oh, there's a limit of this dB. You can't go over that, right?" <laughs> and he hits the snare, and immediately, I mean, he's knocked out the entire dB of the venue wow. just with the snare, right? Because they're trying to mix it. I mean, metal's supposed to be played loud. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's just, it's just all these crazy unpredictable factors when you, when you hit the road and you're just like, these things are not in my control. I'm just going to try to do the best.
1: Yeah. That's all you can do, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that wraps up this episode of Banecdotes. Thank you so much, Tiago, for taking the time to do this with me. I felt like I've gotten to know you a little bit better. Let the listeners know when Cerebral Fountain is coming out again. And where the listeners can find all your band social media is at. And if there's anything else you want to plug or give a shout-outs to, now's the time.
0: Well, um, first of all, thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah. It's um it's the first one out of uh, <laughs> out of a handful that we have kind of scheduled, you know how uh, uh, releases, you know. Yep. The the first single gets announced, and all right, now the work the work begins now. Yeah, right? yeah. Yep. So so this was it was a great little kickoff, and I appreciate uh, you taking it. Yeah. Um so yes, the record comes out August sixth. It's gonna be available everywhere, um, you know, Spotify, Apple Music. We're gonna have physicals, um, merch preorders are on their way. Things cost money, yeah. <laughs> so so we'll have we'll have everything up and running and available for purchase on August sixth. And then as far as you know, all our socials, you know, Skybound official um, Instagram. You can find us kind of everywhere as uh, the, the usual socials. Um, also, if you swipe right on Tinder, I'll send you a secret link to unreleased <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I'll do it. You heard it here. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's it, it, Skybound, Skybound Official. Um, we're not on Twitter, but um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, yep. Apple Music, YouTube um yep we have a second single um it's uh, the second song on the record called uh, chrome nexus that's going to be coming out in july with an accompaniment of a fun little video but i won't tell what that video is yet,
1: lovely so. we'll wait until then awesome so we're going to end the show with artemis by skybound thanks again
0: thank you so much phil really really appreciate it
1: Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Banecdotes. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Banecdotes. B-A-N-D-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. And if you want to be a part of the show, if you're in a band, shoot me an email, Banecdotes at gmail.com. We also do these new Music of the Month episodes every last Friday of the month. So if you have a new single coming out this month or next shoot me an email so we can have it featured i don't ask for any money or anything like that i just want you to be featured on the show so that i can spread the word about the lovely music happening here in ontario all right folks i'm out of here take it easy